to meet you as well. I, I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, I thank you very much. I, I, I don't just watch you on TikTok where you're so entertaining. I, I'll still remember the, the first TikTok I saw of you recently was what the one where you walk through the, the different... Um, uh, you walk through a door and then you entered in a new place. Then you walk through another door and you entered in another place. It was like you were walking through 12 Narnias. <laughs> yeah, old, a little bit of the old time travel. You know how it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Doctor Who. Into- yeah <laughs> thank you very much yeah i thought that i just went on holiday recently i was like oh there's there's something that's got to be done here we've got to film something so i just sort of got that in the bag and uh yeah tried to figure out how to edit it all afterwards and you made it look great that's the main ah, thing. Thank you. phenomenal thank um so now um this is track back the ultimate influencers podcast and you are capital zone um so the first question i want to ask you now is as a Capital presenter, what makes Capital so much better than Radio 1? Because I'm on the Capital side of things. Good. Imagine there's a war between all of Capital and Radio 1. I, I would be on the Capital side because it's so much entertaining. Yeah, no, thank you very much. It's, um, it's all just very sort of fast moving as well. Um, I think I'm, I'm sure we're going to come to TikTok later on. But, yeah, um, no, but like... But- you. It's sort of like, you know, you get through it. I think the sort of it's like quite quick links. It's all very to the point, if you know what I mean. It's sort of like you say what you got to say, you move on, you're into the songs, you're out of the songs and you're sort of like, it's always sort of moving forward, really. And um, obviously, I mean, Capital is great for the balls, right? You know, you've got yeah, the Jingle Bell yeah. Ball, which has just been a summertime ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't beat it. It's a great one. So I mean, this year, yeah, Jingle Bell Ball sold out so quickly. It was in within an hour. I think it was within like 40 minutes. Uh, so they've got some big names on there this year. They've got like Bieber and Coldplay. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back to it all. I mean, how is it that you're working in, in, in what, what's it like working in these events where you're with these big time artists? Do you ever think that you would be doing this? You know what? Never. It's so surreal sometimes, especially like at these big events. I remember last year sort of being backstage at the, at the O2, like the Jingle Bell Ball. Um and just sort of like walking down the corridor and you think, hang up, that's Harry Styles. He smells great. <laughs> and it's just, that, that's one thing. I mean, that's one thing to take away from these celebrities. They just smell so good. You know, and it's just like, there's some money. There's some money coming down this corridor. You right just now. think, where did he get that aftershave from? Yeah, I know. It's never What's one that the you smell before. <laughs> it must be that. So I guess that's it. The, the key to success is smell great. That's what I've got from it anyway. Damn, I need to remember that. I need to remember that. Um, so, I mean, how did you first get into radio now? What was the um, what was the inspiration getting into radio? Do you always have an interest in it when you were growing up? Was it something that I always want to get on those decks? Or was it that interest in music? Because a lot of radio presenters, they start off DJs, don't they? They have that interest in music. So was it that? Was that the sure. sort of career path that you went on? You know, it's, it's a little bit of a weird one because, um, I mean, it's always really been presenting, like growing up, um, I mean, acting and just sort of like performing in general has always been like my my only passion, really. Um, so when I was in college, I was, I was doing acting, just did like a two year course there. Uh, yeah. And then that's sort of when I discovered like, yeah, I really want to get into presenting now. I was just sort of trying to figure out the best route in really. Um, and then I did a season abroad. I worked in Mallorca for a little bit. I was doing like uh, the evening entertainment for, for oh, like, the first choice hotel. Thing. Yeah, I, I've heard of those things. They, they are quite good, though, for presenters that are trying to start out, aren't they? Really good. Yeah, really good. So, I mean, I was 18 at the time and uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So it was about seven months of, of doing that. I think that was sort of like the best training, really, because it was working 
uh, obviously in a live environment you're on stage sort of working with sort of like doing the adult stuff and then and then like the kids entertainment as well which is always like a, I think a good starting block I mean obviously children's tv is always a great way into any yeah, type of presenting just because I mean bouncing off of whatever kids are going to come out with you sort of never know they're pretty unpredictable so I really enjoyed doing that and and whilst I was over there um I mean, at the same time, before I went away, I was sort of posting a lot of stuff onto YouTube, sort of presenting wise and doing a lot of street interviews uh, and just sort of using YouTube as a bit of like a portfolio rather than trying to be like a, a YouTuber necessarily. So it's just a great way to get your stuff out there. So when I was working abroad, uh, a guy got in contact with me and, and sort of asked me to come in for a demo. And he said he worked for Hart uh, in one of uh, in one of their regions. So it was Hart Kent at the time. It's like, come down and uh, let's do a, yeah. let's do a heart demo. So yeah, the, the, the sort of like the radio side of it, it was always one thing when I, when I knew I wanted to get into presenting, I was always trying to figure out well, what's the best way to get into radio, sort of local radio. Unfortunately, I didn't go to uni, so I couldn't sort of step in and do the, and do like, like student radio. Uh, so I missed out on that, but I was looking at getting into local, local radio. Yeah. Just sort of at that same time, this guy from heart comes around and he's like, come in and do a demo. And it sort of just went from there really. Um, was working with them for about maybe six months, uh, doing demos back and forth and just sort of getting practice sort of as if I was on air. Um, and then they slowly pushed me over to capital as they're all under the same, the same brand. They're all part of the yeah. company global. And, um, yes, yeah. Yeah. and then, and then boom, <laughs> you're in capital. Um, you know what I can relate to you so much now is because I've actually been through the same thing you've been. I, I studied acting, um, as well, um, in, in university and I, I can relate to the fact that. A lot of actors, when they're training, they kind of are training to be a presenter at the same time, you know, because actors, they're very colourful characters. They're very, you know, animated. So once you if, if you're training to be an actor, I mean, if you decide, right, OK, I want to be a presenter now, you have that skill set to be in that industry. Um, and, I, and I think that's that's pretty cool as well. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think a lot of the time, uh, because obviously presenting wise, you're, you're doing like a lot of rehearsals, you're reading scripts. Uh, so it does go hand in hand, especially if you're reading a script and you're doing it again and again and again. When it actually comes to either it's like a live broadcast or it's live to an audience, you've got to still make it sound like it's the first time you're saying it. You've got to make it sound natural. So I definitely think like acting comes into that. You can't just sound like a robot reading it for the 20th time. Absolutely. Um, I mean, did you create your own? Tell me, I'm interested. You, you talked about your YouTube account. What kind of things were you posting on there? Did you come up with your own projects in somewhat of a way, you know, making, making projects that showcased your talent off? Yeah, sort of. It was a lot of street interviews. I really enjoyed doing those. And again, I thought it was a great way of just sort of getting a bit of experience talking to different people. I mean, just going up to random people doing like Vox Pops on the street. You sort of, again, you never know who you're going to bump into. How's your day? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, there's some, there's a, there's a lot of people that don't want to get involved. And there's a lot of people that just really surprise you. Some of the stuff they come out with is like, okay, that's, that's made the whole video now. It's great. Um, and then just alongside that, just enjoyed sort of doing the sort of sketches that those types of videos as well. And sort of yeah. like trying to merge the two as well. So again, I've sort of like stepped away from YouTube a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't really sort of focus much time onto it, but, um, I definitely. It's a good way to get yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Out there. And, and, you know, I, I love Vox Pops. And I think the most important thing as a presenter is that once you want to go and talk to someone, you need that confidence. You need that sort of um, that mindset. You need to go over. Right. I'm going to talk to this person. I've got the questions. I'm confident. 
what's the worst thing that can happen? They'll reject me. Fine, I'll go and find a different person. But it's all about yeah. having that confidence as a presenter. If you're going on stage knowing that, you know what, I can do this, then you're guaranteed to make a good impression. Yeah, of course. And then if you do get rejected, it, it always looks good in the video. It's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good talking about those rejection stories. Yeah, I know. As much as it hurts at the time. <laughs> all 25 of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's one that matters. There's one that matters. And I mean, is it a good feeling when you have your break? Because a lot of people that talk to me and I've been trying to get into my break for years now and, and I'm happy to keep working towards my goals. Um, what's the feeling like when you get that opportunity? Do you feel, what is the feelings that are going through your mind when you know, okay, this is my way in now. This is what I wanted to do. I've got my chance now. And do you just grab it like the heart? You grab it, you grab it by the heart and take it and you feel, you feel, you know where you're going with it or you just like to go with the flow and, you know, yeah. be grateful to any opportunities that come your way. It is definitely the second one. I think just sort of going with the flow of it. And again, it's sort of because in my sort of route in and this type of stuff, it, it was, it didn't really feel like just one break, if you know what I mean. It's still, you still sort of feel like you're still waiting for it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and it was just because I think because it's quite a slow process a lot of the time. Again, like we were saying earlier on, stop doing acting. You sort of go for yeah. one action and it's either a yes or a no. And I feel like as soon as you get that one yes, it's like, here we go. I've done it. But I, I guess with presenting, it's a lot more meeting people and having those sort of relationships and slowly along the line, people keeping you in mind for things. And uh, yeah, de- I mean, definitely the radio thing. All, all in all, it was probably about a year's worth of um, sort of doing demos and like I said, yeah. meetings and things like that. So, so it's always sort of like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? We're just sort of going to go with it and, and see where it ends up. And it's always really slow. And uh, again, my first couple of shows on, uh, on Capital, they were like the overnight ones. So like one till four in the morning yeah. in one of the regions and then sort of did that on like what they call the network. So that's sort of throughout the whole of the UK. And it's just sort of like that, that slow moving sort of, yeah, get, taking each, each next step really. And you never know who's out there that will spot your talent at the end of the day. Somebody could see what you're doing. They could. It, it's so fascinating when you're posting stuff on, on, on these platforms. You never know who's watching it. You never know who's, who's looking and saying, wow, this guy's got a real good talent. Um, we could use this guy in some other way. But it, it, as you mentioned, breaks, they are quite hard. It's like playing a game of Super Mario and you're trying to get through all the obstacles and you're getting blocked every time by those yeah. nasty eating plants. <laughs> and, and obviously you've got to find a new route, which is, um, which is great. And I do love a game of Super Mario, I've got to be honest. Yeah, um, it's always great. Um, so now, I mean, what's the biggest memory you've had so far from working on Capital? What's the um, thing you most enjoy from working on Capital? You're hearing all those different songs, but what, what is the big highlights for you? Um, I think the highlight is so far. I mean, I haven't done a load of sort of celebrity interviews yet. Yeah. But the one I did do recently was with Niall Horan and Anne Marie. And it was great. I mean, they were a lot of fun. I think those two together, I mean, they, they sort of, I mean, they are friends, aren't they? So they're sort of just great to chat to. They had like yeah. good energy together. And I think that was a real moment. I always remember, when, I remember watching like, you know, Niall Horan on the X Factor with, with 1D and all this stuff. And I remember at the time, all those years ago, and then it was like, just sort of sat in the same studio, just having a chat with him. I was like, this is, how's this happened then? It was a bit, yeah, a bit sort of surreal, one of those moments. But yeah, definitely. I think like I'm saying as well, like the, the events, always good fun. Uh, the balls. Uh, I did. I did like a thing for Love Island as well. They were sort of partnered up with. Oh with no, you didn't. Movies. You did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Are you no. a fan? You a Love Island fan? Or not? Oh no, no, no. We'll we'll, we'll pass that. But um, I mean, oh, uh, we'll sort of that one then. 
I'm interested to know now, what was it like working in, what's it like working in the media during COVID? Um, how was, how was, was COVID a big challenge? Because I've, I've, I've heard some stories of how presenters have had to work from home. Was that the case with you? And did you find that difficult? I was very lucky, actually. Um, I know there's a lot of radio stations that they were working from home. They gave all the presenters a mic and uh, yeah, that, that's what they did for, for months and months. And I think a lot of stations as well, they've only just got back into their studios now. Um, but at Capital, um, I sort of saw it as a real positive. I, I loved the fact that we could still go in and, and we didn't work from home once. They sort of did try it out and they gave us mics and things like that just in case. Um, but no, we just carried on going in and obviously there was absolutely nobody in the building really other than presenters and a couple of producers. Um, and it was just a sort of like, it was a great time to be on radio as well, but just because it, it felt really odd. Like we're all in the same boat here and just you, you sort of like my shows on the weekend, everyone's doing something different and, you know, people are going on days out. Some people are working, some people are just at home hungover or whatever, but sort of throughout the, the deep part of COVID, it's like, right, here we are. We're all in the same boat. Let's, let's get through this together then. And sort of looking back on it, might sound a little bit weird and sort of quite lucky about it, but I sort of enjoyed it really. So enjoyed being on air anyway. Knowing that you're in a closed room and out there is a killing virus, you know, yeah. causing havoc. It's, it, it's, it's scary. It is. And it was a yeah, weird, weird time coming in as well, because I, I would sort of drive in at that time as well. And so sort I of just pulled up, pulled up sort of in London and, and got stopped by the police. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm not just here for a day out. <laughs> Get home. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about TikTok now. Um, so I've, I've noticed a lot of you find a lot of different people on, on TikTok. A lot of different people. You'll find um, influencers that have just released a video and they've made a name for themselves. But I've noticed a lot more radio presenters on there. Um, you know, and, and I love the fact that, that they can record the TikTok at the same time they go in live. I think that's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> so, um, I mean, what, what draw you to the app? What did you find um, interesting about it? I'm sure you've heard this a lot from like the guests that you've had on your podcast as well, but uh, it's good old lockdown. <laughs> That's sort of like one of the main reasons why I got onto the app, really. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really sort of obviously know that much about the app. It was sort of at the time where everybody was just sort of a bit like, what is this TikTok app that everyone's talking about? What is this type of thing? And, and I spoke to a couple of people at work as well, like part of the digital team. And they were like, you need to get on it. Because I, I was posting a lot of, I guess, short form little sketch videos to my Instagram and to Twitter at the time. And again, they're probably getting like 40 likes. It was, it was <laughs> but I just enjoyed doing it and just sort of posted them on there. That's and the then spot. it was, and then weirdly, so I, I just literally took those exact videos that I had posted for Instagram and Twitter and I just uploaded those to TikTok and that just seemed to be the right platform for them. And they, and they sort of did quite well on TikTok um and then and then just sort of off the back of that started making sort of original content i guess for tiktok and uh seemed to go all right yeah you know as well i mean when you're at home i mean ideas do come to you when when you're creating skits you know ideas do come to you eventually but you must have a lot of flow of ideas coming in when you're in the studio i must you might get a lot of good ideas wow i can do this with the with the with, with the mic so i can do this you know oh i'll show people how to make some music you must get a lot of real good ideas on 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 you know creating content for tiktok when you're in the studio yeah definitely i always find like the random places are the best place to come up with with tiktok ideas or or just ideas in general if i ever sit down and just think right let's come up with an idea if that's like a tiktok or or anything <laughs> 
it's just I just find it impossible. So as soon as you're doing something, like you say, if I'm on the radio and somebody brings up a conversation or or just a news story, it's always like, yeah, there could be a, there could be a video in there. So I think that the shower or at the gym as well, it's always always a good place to come up with ideas. <laughs> I, uh, the most random one I've heard is a garden centre when somebody was like dressing up a gnome for Halloween. It was really entertaining, actually. I've come up with it. You, know, <laughs> you just think, wow, this out. Um, we need to try that out. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it would be quite worth it, but maybe next Halloween. I think they've run out of gnome stock now anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, you know, TikTok, everybody's hooked on it now. Everybody's hooked on it. Do you think that, I mean, we talked earlier, I want to I relate back to when we talked about the, uh, you know, breaking into the industry. It's a very tough industry to break into. Everybody knows that. Um, you might have a talent, but you've got to showcase it, as we all know as presenters that we do. But do you think TikTok is that, it's a new way to showcase yourself? Yeah, it's it's just the best way of sort of putting stuff out there. I always feel like on TikTok, if it's a talent or it's a good video or if it's just interesting to watch, I just think it's going to do well. I think that is the nice thing about the TikTok algorithm. Whereas on YouTube these days, I think it's very hard to get stuff seen on YouTube. You've got, you know, one of these YouTubers that, that dedicated three to five days a week uploading videos and (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Years at at the craft and all this stuff, but TikTok, it just seems to be like you could have, two followers and that one video if it's impressive it would do well yeah. and i think that's that's just a, a great way of sort of putting your stuff out there and just getting getting spotted from it um one of the guests i've had on he's quite well known actually on the tiktok scene is the pool guy i had the pool guy on and i mean it's it just it just blows my mind how he just takes videos of his pool now it's not it's not just taking videos of the pool that are interesting it's how he does it how he cleans the pool and, yeah. and now he's, you know, he's getting invited over to Tiny Tempest house. It's, 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 it's nuts, isn't it? You know, like it is how, incredible. And all this because of the app, but you know, it was yeah. his job too, but the app give him that exposure. It's, it's brilliant stuff like that, isn't Definitely. it? I don't know. I was, I was, I was loving the fact that you had interviewed him because I, I haven't seen any, anything about him other than those videos. So scrolling <laughs> through yours, I was like, oh, what is the pool guy? Here he is. No so more about him, you know, he's, he's. He's, yeah, yeah, definitely. He must have got so much work off the back of that. And I, and I think that's the, that's the best way of doing it, isn't it? It's sort of like, this is what you do anyway. And it, it, weirdly, those videos, like the satisfying pool cleaning videos, they just go down so well on TikTok. And it's the most random thing, which I'm <laughs> sure he would never have thought, like, oh, yeah, a couple of years, yeah, that's how yeah, I want to, yeah. uh, you know, propel 100%. my career. I mean, who else have you checked out on TikTok now? Who who else has has caught your eye? You think, oh, I like their content. They're pretty good. Who have I got? I mean, I made a couple of mates through TikTok as well, which is always quite nice. That's um, the thing about the I oh. Yeah, I don't know if you know Cole Anderson. I I really um, yeah I, I I he's he's one I've wanted to talk to a lot of the time. Um, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he... he's a a great great entertainer. I think. He really is. He started off doing um, like the sort of Ricky Gervais lip sync videos. And I remember seeing him at that time and sort of talking to him like then and and, uh, sort of seeing his sort of take and everything. And then as soon as he got into his own sort of comedy skits and content that way, obviously propelled himself. And I'm sure, you know, if if you're going to talk to him, he can tell you more about it. But he he was cast in Afterlife 3. So, you know, your career, again, just through the power of TikTok, these people's career was just blowing up. He even got a reply. I think one of the skits he did was of The Rock. I think he must know this. And The Rock actually replied to him. I'm thinking, you got a tweet from one of Hollywood's biggest paid actors. 
you know, it the is. rock. That's 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 crazy. It so, but he is absolutely rocking about that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, and 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 like, yeah. um, it just goes to show how big TikTok is because I was working on a project re- recently, uh, and there was a guy with ten million followers. And before we worked on the project together, didn't even know who he was. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It's just sort of like that's how big the app is. Like if you if you knew of anybody else that had like a following of ten million on like either Instagram or YouTube, surely you'd know who they are. But I mean, videos on TikTok get like five million views, and it's not big deal or anything. So it's, oh, it's, it, crazy. it's, it's crazy. Such an insane app. Um, what's your most memorable skit that you've made, mate? What, 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 if there's one skit that you've made that really you know stands out to you, you, you can look back at a Christmas party and think. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all the, out of all the years of content I'd make, yeah, that's the one that really stands out. What would you say? Uh, I, I think it's definitely the one that I did in Fortaventura. So it's the first. It became a bit of a series now, um, but it, it's sort of like the property style yeah. video. So I was I was on holiday with a good mate. And um, we, we were in Fort Ventura, And I don't know if you've ever been there, but there's a lot of buildings that are just derelict. They're all sort of... They, basically gave up building them years ago and they're just sort of concrete structures now so they look great so we're driving past a couple of them and I was like oh I just want to get like a quick quick video for my Instagram you know like how these property presenters are always you know bigging up these houses I was like let me just do that with one of these awful looking concrete structures so we sort of just got out I had my camera with me at the time because I was just sort of like planning on like filming a couple of little videos while we were on this holiday and uh, yeah, we started filming this video and, and he loves these type of programs as well. And, and he's a bit of like a, a bit of a writer. So he, he sort of loves like this whole like content creating sort of world as well. So we were like, yeah, well, let's just, let's just make it a longer video. And we just sort of spent the next 24 hours really just filming in different locations and, and putting this video together and posted it. And we we're like, you know, as a, as a lot of fun. And then like six months later, I put it on TikTok and it just sort of seemed to do really well on there. And uh now you've literally got your own grand designs. You've got those grand designs right now. I mean, ring up, ring up, ring up the uh, grand designs boss, whoever he is, and say, you know, what? I've got, I've got an idea. This place. <laughs> Take me there, Grand Designs. Niles Designs. I saw it. This is the thing. I'm sort of waiting for a place in the sun to get hold of me and, oh. and present one of their shows. But then I thought that, and then I was like, actually, I'm sort of just taking the piss out of it, though, aren't I? So I don't think they will call me up. <laughs> um, it's been great chatting to you now. I've really enjoyed it. It's been, it's been absolutely great. Um, last question I've got for you. Is there a piece of advice you can give to somebody in, in your profession? What advice would you give someone who's desperately trying to break into the industry? Um. Uh would the advice be i think all just... up a place in the sun that's the advice. <laughs> exactly uh ah uh, you know what it is just sort of a given and i think you do hear it a million times but it's just stick with what you enjoy doing and just keep pursuing that because i think a lot of the time especially now i think a lot of people try and make certain videos because they see other people doing it and it goes well for them but chances are like you, you keep doing what you're doing and it, it, like at some point it, it's all gonna it's all gonna work out and there's gonna be a niche for it or yeah. you're gonna like sort of master your craft in what that is so i think just stick with what you stick with what you enjoy yeah and, and as well finally it's it, it's one thing that's really um interested in me is the fact you can never be too old to be a presenter you Definitely. can never be too old to be a presenter De- oh my gosh no and i always think with presenting I think it's sort of the opposite in a way. You're just going to get better with age. You're going to get more experience. Yeah. You're going to get life experience as well. You're going to do whatever you do. You're going to work on these little projects and it's, it's all just going to help out. And yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah. And then you'll end up working on question time. Exactly. That, yeah, no, that's the that's, end game. That's, that's the career the path. Um, 
it's been great. And now, where can we find your socials for the uh, viewers that are going to listen to this podcast back with uh, yourself? Where can they find your socials, mate? Yeah, so it is just my name, Niall Gray, across uh, every platform, really. Uh, I think on, on TikTok, I've had to throw in a full stop. So, you know, oh. my first name was taken. So it's got me Niall.Gray. Uh, at least you are pretty much the same on every platform. I mean, yes. some TikTokers have different names and you just don't know where to go. But with you, it's you, you know where you're going. You got it. Um, you got it. It's great. Now it's been a pleasure having you on the show, mate. If you want to catch this interview with now, then uh, all you got to do is go on at the Trackback Podcast on Instagram, and there will be a post, and the podcast will be posted right there for you to listen to. Now, thank you so much, mate, and enjoy your day. Thank you very much. You too. Have a good one, mate. Bye, mate. Appreciate that. Thank no worries. So much, it's been man. great. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,